Welcome to My Patriot Brain, the show that creates action potentials of patriotism. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Mather. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. Thank you for downloading my episode or this episode. Uh, it's on, we, we're happy to be on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Uh, you can follow me on True Social. I post a lot of content related to the show there. Uh, you can check out my website, theconservativesocialpsychologist.com, that has a lot of my other work. So in Major League Baseball news, the division leaders this week, or not this week, but today, as of this morning, um, on Monday morning, Tampa Bay is 14-2. and two. They took two losses. They were undefeated for a while. Tampa Bay is leading the American League East. Minnesota is leading the American League Central. Uh, Texas Rangers are leading the American League West in sole possession of that. Uh, Los Angeles Angels um, are now back a few games. Atlanta Braves are leading the National League East. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers are leading the National League Central. And Arizona is leading the National League West. Uh, some golf news in Oklahoma. We had a flash freeze in late December of 2022. Uh, temperatures were below zero with wind chills of minus 25. Uh, that killed some of the grass in different places. So uh, we were already re- trying to recover from uh, the spring of 2021 um, disaster. There were some problems in uh, the fall of December, but then in, in February of 2021, there was an Arctic blast with minus 20 degree temperatures that killed off major portions of golf courses that had to be resodded. Uh, so it's not as bad as that, um, this round that we got this recently. Um, but it is um, causing some problems for pretty much all courses in the area. As this, is, this year is the 70th anniversary of James Bond's of the James Bond book, uh, Casino Royale. Uh, Ian Fleming, interesting when he wrote those, his writing style was he started off writing. Uh, he had no outline. He just wrote for three hours a day. Uh, he completed the whole book in seven weeks. Uh, and uh, he wrote it in Jamaica and he would write for three hours and he would just hang out and drink. Uh, and sit by the, you know, sit outside and, and get sun is what he would do. That was his writing style. Um, three hours every day, meticulously into three hours, he'd stop writing. Uh, and then, like I said, seven weeks, he was done with the first book. Uh, I think that's good inspiration for uh, um, budding sci-fi writer, Brian Wicks. If you know Brian, um, tell him to get off his rear end and to finish his, his uh, science fiction book that he's working on. Maybe he needs to do three hours a day for seven weeks. I don't know if he can fit that into a schedule, but maybe he can do one hour a day uh, for 21 weeks and see if he finishes. Uh, Manhattan DA's office. Uh, turns out they use Democratic, uh, Democrat, not Democratic, but Democrat um, you know, operative attorneys that were lent from you know law firms, including Chuck Schumer's brother's law firm, uh, that were offering up to the DA's office all of these high-powered attorneys that work pro bono for the, the DA's office to work on the case that they were developing to go after Trump on. Uh, it's a good article on uh, O'Connor tonight. Uh, I posted that video on uh, True Social, and they discuss the specifics of which lawyers and how many of them were uh, you know, that were donated by. Basically, the DNC um, has all these high-powered law firms that, re- that donate a lot of money to the DNC, and they all offered pro bono to work for the Manhattan DA's office for the past year uh, trying to build this case. So just kind of an interesting segue here. We've, we've got this alarm clock in our house and it's got wheels on it and it makes this crazy high pitched noise that has to be calibrated to, to mess with humans and wake them up in the most piercing, awful way. It's not just a high pitched thing, but it, it makes noises that go up and down the scale and they do all these weird things and the thing will jump down and chase off. Anyway, I call it the, the Abu Ghraib alarm, um, you know, from the Iraqi te- detention center that the military was so uh, notorious for. Uh, and of course, the reason I, I call it that is in my field of psychology, uh, there were, it's easy to forget that this happened. So Abu Ghraib, right, the uh, detention facility where, where inmates were tortured, um, 
you know, the CIA used psychologists uh, to go in and, and try to figure out what the vulnerabilities of, of prisoners were and then to exploit those. And so uh, the American Psychological Association actually had to come out with this is against our ethics because the ethics are don't harm anybody. And you're specifically using the information that you have learned in psychology to try to harm people. Uh, and it was a big deal, obviously. Um, but anyway, it was a reminder that in, in our field of psychology, you know, it can be used for good or for bad or for bad that's used for good, right? Like there's all kinds of ethical um, fuzzy areas where the application of that can occur, particularly when you get into psychologists, you know, experimental social psychologists that are doing psyops work for uh, intelligence organizations like the CIA or the NSA um, or even the, the uh, United States Army. Uh, and it's just important to remember that any type of um, science, whether it's behavioral or not, uh, can be used for good or for bad. So try to use it for good. Uh, over the weekend, um, um, social media platform Parler was shut down. Um, Parler has been shut down before. It was shut down after the January 6, 2021 um, events at the, at the United States Capitol. Um, in that case, it was set, shut down because Amazon uh, owned the servers. And so they refused to let them use the servers because the, the working theory that uh, they were using at the time uh, was that uh, all of that was planned on uh, Parler as a platform. So it must be shut down. It uh, turns out most of it was planned on Facebook. Facebook never got shut down. Uh, Parler got shut down for a long time. Uh, they had a, it was a, a good way to try to spread out conservatives and keep them from communicating with each other. So everybody had to go out and get these other platforms. And many people never communicate with each other ever again. Uh, they weren't organizing anything uh, nefarious. Uh, it's just a way to try to keep conservatives from connecting with each other. Uh, that was a, at that time, Parler was owned by an ownership group that included uh, Dan Bongino. He's no longer part of that. Um, and then uh, it was sold into a leader, uh, ownership group that has George Farmer, who was Candace Owens' husband, and he sold it. They sold it um, last Friday to new ownership. And so Parler got shut down completely. And it was a, it was kind of a dying platform anyway. I mean, there weren't there wasn't a lot of engagement or activity on there. Uh, the platform had been clunky and as it got redesigned numerous times, it had many problems. Uh, but there are a lot of conservatives that no longer uh, connect with each other. And there weren't only conservatives on the platform. Uh, there were liberals, uh, and they said it's not a sustainable model to, to have only conservative platforming. Well, it was never an only conservative platform anyway. Uh, but regardless, um, I think Parler is finally officially dead. Uh, and so uh, it's disappointing at its high point um, back in 2020. Uh, there was a tremendous amount of engagement, tremendous amount of, um, you know, just even for me when I post my articles on different platforms and, and over time uh, and to see the amount of engagement, you know, that was really a, Incredible time, uh, and then watching how things have been split across different platforms, and conservatives are are uh, not able to connect at the very large level they were at that point in time. Um, it's you know that's what they want. That's what the Democrats want, and, and they're getting it. Uh, to the Patriot Brain Line, a listener from South Oklahoma City uh, sent an article to me called uh, "Florida Professor Leaves Hundred Ninety Thousand Dollar a Year Job Following Claim He Faked Data on Racism Studies," uh, April twelfth, two thousand twenty three. A New York Post article. I put I put this on my True Social, and so there's Florida State University criminology professor named Eric Stewart who allegedly made up data on his uh, published racism studies during his 16 year career, and so he had six studies retracted, and that's a big deal in science. If you have, if you if you go back out and have to retract a study, that's you know, it, that's the ultimate. Either you falsified something or you're incompetent, but either way, that's just not ever supposed to happen with the peer review process that you get to that point. So he was first accused of the of uh, 
making up his data by one of his co-authors, University of Albany criminology professor Justin Pickett. And so at issue was the claim that they had found in, in 2011 that, that higher sentences for black and Hispanic criminals um, you know, increased. There were that in studies, people would give higher not, people, actual juries would give higher sentences for black and Hispanic criminals uh, as those minority populations were growing. So I guess the idea was to show that, this, that they're a threat. And so juries take it out on them. In 2019, Pickett said that they didn't actually find that uh, and that Stewart altered the data right before publication by handpicking data from 91 counties to add to the original sample of counties. So he he falsified that by just picking the counties that fit his theory to bolster it so that it would uh, fit his hypothesis. Uh, and that study got retracted. And it may sound to you like, well, wait, in 2011, they, they did this study. You know, how could that be that the co-authors didn't catch that? Well, author in science, authors do different parts of different things. And so you may not have, you don't have all of it. That's why you have different specialists doing different things on the project. Uh, and so also usually the lead author is the one that's handling most of the edits uh, and requested changes. So it's very easy to have you know, multiple authors on a study where everybody doesn't know exactly what's going on for every part of it. They're dealing with their specialty part of it. And so kudos to you know Justin Pickett, who said, hey, this, this, doesn't, this didn't happen. This didn't work out once he figured out what was going on and pushed to the point where there was a formal retraction, which is a really, really big deal. Um, that should give you some hope that the peer review process does work. Uh, like to me, that gives me, that shows you that the peer review process does work. Even though it got out there when it wasn't supposed to, uh, somebody else came forward and shut it down. A uh, scientist of ethics that said, hey, this didn't happen. So they took it to the Florida State where you still got a professor working who falsified something, right? And so Florida State ignored the complaint uh, until four more complaints of his falsification of data came up. And so then they gave Stewart a, a review committee to look over the evidence and see what should happen to Stewart. And the review committee had three people on it, two of which had co-authored articles with Stewart in the past. That's an incredibly biased review committee that he had. Probably members of the a department. He probably collaborated with other members within his department, I'm guessing. Uh, the committee said there wasn't enough evidence, so they cleared him. And then a sixth complaint came up with another retracted study. And I guess all of these studies ended up getting retracted. And it came up in June 2020. So even after they cleared him and said there wasn't enough evidence, then more studies kept coming out that uh, he was being accused of falsifying uh, and ultimately did. So this shows you kind of the best and worst of academia. Uh, one of the things when they interviewed Pickett, and I posted this on my True Social, like I said, they interviewed Pickett. He said, you know, there's tremendous incentive for scientists to lie and get grant money and get lots of attention. And they, they get to build their research laboratories and their little their little kingdoms. They get to do all those things, which are good things if it's if you're doing it right. Um, but uh, there's not a great likelihood that they'll be caught. Uh, there have been enough things in the social science where people have been caught over the past 15, 20 years. Um, that I would say that it, you probably do get caught because other people, if you have a great, awesome finding, you know, that's, that seems revolutionary. Other people are going to try to replicate it. And so it just, it, you may not get caught right away, but you'll get caught as other people can't replicate it. Uh, and that's happened a number of times. Now, thank you to my listener in South Oklahoma city for sending me that article. Uh, you can reach me on the Patriot brain line. You can voice message me through Spotify for podcasters. You can message me through true social or email me at the email address listed on my website, the conservative social psychologist.com. And remember my parlor parlor account that I usually send you to uh, that since parlor is not going to exist anymore, uh, I don't send you to parlor anymore. It'll just be the true social account from here on. Uh, independent podcasts thrive with private investments that offset the time and financial costs of equipment, software, writing, producing, editing, and on-air talent. Please consider supporting my Patriot brain with a small monthly donation. 
You can use the support button on the Spotify for Podcasters page or the support this podcast URL on the show description on your other listening platforms. Thank you for listening. We're strong together. And now it's time for my closing thoughts. Science is only as good as the ethics of the scientist. The peer review process is good for science as it holds everyone accountable to everyone else. The process ultimately produces quality science, but at any point in time, the cutting edge findings are a messy part of the process. Good scientists doing good science for the good of society is the goal. Anything that conflicts with that should be dealt with by the profession swiftly. Till I catch you next time, play hard and have fun. Listen to My Patriot Brain on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. Follow me on True Social, but not Parlor. Check out my other content at theconservativesocialpsychologist.com.